Hey, Joshua. Hey, Adam. Uh, we have news. It's old news, but it's going to be new news for some people. <laughs> I love how we. I love how you start. Okay, it's old. It's new. New news. Okay. Yes. So we haven't really told people, but Joshua and I have been teaching now um, a body of writing class, and it involves physical movement, creative expression, and some amazing writing. Mm -hmm. And uh, the classes are now open. So for folks who have wanted to come spend some time with us and study, that's now a possibility. Isn't that exciting? And it's over Zoom, so that makes it available to like anyone in the world. Yes, we currently have a student in New Zealand. Hi, Heidi. And uh, it's been great. It's just it's our way of making everything accessible. And we're also teaching uh, a monthly class that is free, just so people can get a flavor of that. And they can always check that out by staying tuned to our Facebook and Instagram accounts, Notes on Your Notes. Yeah, it's usually like the first, um, the first Sunday of the, of the month or thereabouts. And uh, yeah, it's a great way to sample what it is that we do and see how it resonates. Check it out. Email us, notes on your notes at Gmail if you're interested in coming and doing some studying with us and some writing. Come create. Now arriving downtown Santa Monica Station. Hey, Adam. It's time for Notes on Your Notes. I'm Adam Lesser. And I'm Joshua Townsend Zellner. Welcome to Notes on Your Notes, a podcast about the creative process and storytelling. We bring you another Corona episode. <laughs> another Corona episode. What's up, Groundhog's Day people? Um, no, this is actually going to be a really more special episode because, Joshua, who's with us today? Someone really, really special. Someone that we, I have, we haven't seen in almost a year. Which I is know. Insane. Yeah. Wow. And, 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 we, and yet we were so like deep and so personal. And then, you know, I guess LA's like that, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, uh, you know, you work on a project and then you move on, you know? Yeah, and then you're like, oh, I did that. I did a project with that person back in 93. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we she was great together. to work with. Yeah, <laughs> we worked together, yeah. You know, no one ever in LA has a, has a boss. No, no, people just work together. Yeah, we work to yeah. collaborate. Yeah, we collaborate. Uh, the amazing ladies and gentlemen, Hannah Smith. Hannah, welcome back. Hi, I'm so glad to be back. It's so nice to see you guys. I wish you could be in person, but it's lovely to see your faces. <laughs> but you don't want to die. Yeah, and I don't want I don't you to want, die either. I don't want a 1% <laughs> risk of death. <laughs> yeah. Some say 0.03, but that's another story. That's another episode. See you on Spiracy. Hannah's with us. For those uh, who haven't heard, the Hannah episodes, they released late February to mid-March. There were a four-episode series in which we took and worked with Hannah. Hannah brought in a really wonderful rough draft of the story. She took four rounds of notes, including performance notes, and then did them again. And then uh, we edited it, worked on it, put it out for our listeners, and then released it into a really easy media market to release something into. And... Uh, <laughs> So, so, so this this episode is being done approximately. You know, it's like the year later, a year later. Dot, One dot, year later. One year later. Yeah, we wanted so we wanted to have Hannah on basically to see uh, what her writing has, what's been going on with her writing and her creativity, and 
uh, just basically check in. We could give her an opportunity to tell us how much she hated the episodes, which we're totally cool with. <laughs> no, they were and, wonderful. And, and, and the promotional videos that you did that were astounding, Adam, I must say. Those, That's those, generous. It was, it, was like, it, was like a, it was like a short story film. I really liked it. It was good. Yeah, I was very impressed. Every time you released one, I was like, wow, Adam's really like putting a lot of work into this. This is amazing. Like they were really great. You guys are being really sweet. Um, and accurate. Actually, actually uh, yeah. I mean, we I shot a couple interviews with you, right, Hannah? I mean, the first was right after the performance at the Electric Lodge, which was your first performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like right after we Josh had done the performance notes for, with you. And then you did, and then we had another, then we had more tape of you because you did a final t- like 22 minute performance at OLOC downtown um, at the open mic event. And I think that was, mm-hmm. that was, oh my God, is it a year to, no. Yeah, that was, I think April 19th, 2019, somewhere around there, April 20th. Was it really? Yeah. It was, I remember it being in the month of April. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. definitely the third week of April. So, um, Let's run it back. Um, let's uh, let's just start. Maybe it's just ask the question, which was, uh, like, what do you remember from the experience? Because it was like, you know, it was obviously when you were a child at this point. <laughs> uh, the experience as a whole, everything. Yeah, like, so you go through this process. You're very open. You you take a leap of faith with these two dudes mm-hmm. who are like, mm-hmm. help us dig into your story with you. Um, and then you bravely go and do on stage performance of it. Yeah. Like, it, it's funny listening back to the episodes. I kept laughing every time we there would be an episode, and it would be like, "This is the last episode," <laughs> and that's how the experience was. But looking back on it now, I'm like, in in a way, that was good for me because. To be honest, I really didn't know what I was getting myself into when I agreed to this. Um, but it was super helpful. Like I think I, when I listened to that first episode, the original draft that I brought in, I was shocked because I think throughout the whole process, I'd kind of forgotten where we started. And it was so vastly different from the end, from, from like what I performed at the end. So that was really cool to see the progress. The pro- I felt like the progress was very apparent. And I also just remember working really hard on it and diving into development of a story like I've never done before. And I, d- I wouldn't have done without you guys. So I'm really grateful for it. I just think that uh, it was such a cool experience and I learned a lot. And I haven't per- I haven't told a story on stage since then. I would like to do it again, but um, I just loved that I got the opportunity to do that. It's really never something I thought I could do before then. Nice, yeah. It was really like I've looked at that because I made a video and had to cut that. Um, I'm always like amazed that like the audience reaction was incredible. People were completely enwrapped. People have told me afterwards we were there that night. There were about fifty people in the audience, like that like they were completely along for the ride of the story mm-hmm. and there was total engagement which is super great to hear um and they also thought that you were lying when you said you'd never performed in front of an audience yeah. before your work so that's good 
because you had such really ease fun. and grace on stage and people loved it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it was wild. I can't believe it. It was really fun. That's cool. What, like, what do you feel, like, in terms of your creative process and your writing, do you think anything has changed since then? You don't have to say yes if nothing has changed. But I'm just curious if after going through the process of working in collaboration on one of your own stories, if it changed anything for you. Yeah. It's changed how I think about development and, and like, understanding the process to be able to take something further and keep working with it. And, you know, there's just other different, there's other aspects that have really stuck with me. As I was listening back to some of the episodes, I was just thinking, yeah, the idea of developing other characters in the story and thinking about things like what are their hopes and dreams? What is their perspective? That's really stuck with me. And that's something I think about in my work all the time now. Yeah, that's awesome. Because like, yeah, that, since, go ahead. I mean, that, that really is key. That really is key to any development because a lot of times, especially in Hollywood films, you see the development of only the main character and, you know, the other yeah. And then when you, when you, when I go to a, a, a film experience, you know, the richness comes out in how they relate to other characters and the other characters being rich and full. Yeah. So that's really, that's, that's great. That's fantastic. Also, the other thing I think is really helpful that we, you just said was having a, a, a documented reference point of, of where you started. And most people don't really have that as a mm -hmm. concrete thing, especially, you know, since it was on our episode, you know, it's, it's really like witness too, you know, so that's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. It's really cool. It's cool to be able to see. Yeah. And just to be able to, uh, cause I think as time went on, I maybe maybe this happens to everybody, you know, our memories are not always the best at remembering like accurately how things were. And so I think I had kind of forgotten um, how different the story was when, when I first started. So it was really cool to be able to listen back to that. Yeah. 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 I think that's, that's really true. It's um, when people are struggling in a creative process, they often don't have perspective on where they were mm -hmm. and like, you know, like they're kind of lost in the forest a little bit. And then I think being able to go back and know, okay, I, there was this time where I wasn't quite sure what this was about and I needed to just work on it and keep working on different character perspectives, try to deeper, more deeply understand the characters, work on the scenes. And then it eventually it led me to getting to the completed story. It, it, it ideally, like it should give you some confidence going forward that it can be done, you know, and it's a repeatable process um and Absolutely. so yeah but it is yeah for sure it's 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 tough particularly on long form work you know you lose sight yeah i have a really i have a very interesting question so um, i appreciate what you said about how it's opened you up to like a different concept or a different idea of the creative process and what that looks like what development looks like and what it can look like and i find it interesting because um what was your what was your idea of development? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like just taking the material that's in front of you and honing just that, like sculpting from the material in front, adding on, not, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. what, what was that for you? Yeah, I think before it was um, taking the material that I had and struggling with it, editing it, but not always having the tools 
to know how to develop it in a way that I wanted to. I could tell that there were things that were underdeveloped, but I didn't necessarily, I wasn't able to identify what they were. And so it would be a lot of like rearranging, editing. It was very, it could be very frustrating. Uh, so one of the things that was cool about this experience was just having sort of a variety of tools to mm. use in order to approach something, approach a piece of writing uh, in development and and know how to work with it as opposed to just approaching it and being like, well, this is, I need to change it. I don't know what to do. It's super frustrating and feeling like I'm hitting a roadblock. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, it's like, you know, you can, I feel like I'd taken different classes and whatnot in the past, but the process of walking through it with both of you was just like really a different way of learning how to do it. Mm-hmm. 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 So less less theory based and more like practical, like because it's your story and it's direct application. Yeah, yeah, and I maybe that's just how I learned too, as opposed to someone telling me like, um, I'll just go with the like the whole idea of developing other characters. If, if someone just telling me to do that, and then me being like, okay, versus what we did, which is where you really walked me through it, pointed it out in the story. Um, it was more of a lesson in action type of situation. Mm-hmm. Part of it seems like the conversation itself is required and the asking of the specific questions are required to elicit from you or really anyone what what's going on in the scene. And the exploration is easier when someone is sitting you there, sitting there just giving you feedback and asking questions of you so that you can actually, they're basically holding space for you to go through that process. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the more acute the questions and the better the advice, um, obviously you'll develop in a different way, depending, the story will develop in a different way. But I think that's something that, um, Something I think about because I think it's it's often done a lot in the screenwriting world. Um, the prose world is somewhat different. Often you often get written notes on a novel or a nonfiction piece, and um, I have wondered if that is as effective as actually talking it through. Hmm. I don't think so. I'll, I'll weigh in on that. I don't think so because uh, I, I really feel like um, as a, as a as human beings as artists. Uh, we uh, do better with um, dialogue than we do dialogue. Having a conversation with someone about something where you can be a little more nuanced and so what do you mean by that? Da, 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 as opposed to just a monologue or just yeah. you know, dumping data down your page. And then- yeah. And I think as the person, you know, if you're the person giving the guidance, you can tune into like sort of the emotions of someone and where they're stuck, if you can physically hear the tone of their voice and see their fo- their face and their reaction, it's a yeah. different sort of process. It's more nuanced. Um, it's yeah. more nuanced. Yeah, you can actually. It's real time feedback. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I'm curious, Anna. Like, what have you been working on since since last year? Since the last, is there anything creatively that has come? 
Well, I kind of took a break from. Um... <laughs> okay, so okay, I, I have to do this because this is what I do. You know that well you just did. Yeah. And you know that space that you held within the well. Mm -hmm. You know how hard that is to do as an actor, a writer, a performer. <laughs> Because your inner life is so rich and so full. I'm sure every, all of our listeners heard that little, that, that space in between. It's like, well, and then a zillion things went through your mind. You're like, I just took a little break. You know, <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. It was brilliant. It was really well done. Okay. Thank you, Joshua. <laughs> yeah. It, um, it was not necessarily um, creative time in my life um, the last year for different personal reasons. But I will say that I have recently sort of started diving back into that and I'm working on new episodes of my podcast. So basically I used to have this podcast that was about um, people's relationship with inanimate objects. And lately during this time of stay at home, and I've been thinking about creating my own stuff again because I've mostly been producing on other people's shows for the past few years um and then it came to me that I already have a podcast called you at home <laughs> which is the perfect name for what's happening right now so I have been working on new episodes of that and hopefully those will be coming out soon so that's been fun that's kind of been my creative outlet lately Awesome. I was a big fan of you at home and um, I listened to it before we ever had Hannah on. I really liked it and I'm glad that there are new episodes coming out. Um, Thank you. So it'll be good. Um, if people want to listen to the last season, are those up? They are still up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so you could go listen to it in the preview. Um, I will not spoil the topics of what's coming out, but it's a really interesting body of work that Hannah's working on right now. Um, what's, the, what's the jumping off point for you at home? Because I, because I was thinking about doing a show called House Arrest, but that's that's just me. So, yeah, but that was like a Were true. Were you really? That was a true story for Josh. I, actually, has nothing to do with the coronavirus. It's just a little <laughs> a little snafu that happened in '88 that went yes. wrong. <laughs> Something yes. went the wrong way. Uh, yeah, I have an aversion towards ankle bracelets. <laughs> yeah. It was only like 18 months. You know? Yeah, yeah, it, it went by real fast. Yeah. <laughs> So what's your what's your like through line or the you know the organizing thing on on the show? show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I branched out a little bit from the idea of it being about inanimate objects. It's now stories about people at home. I mean, I'm doing a several different things. Like I'll just, I guess I can just tell you. So like um, I have a series about people that are dating right now while in quarantine and different levels of you know meeting people virtually and connecting and then i'm also exploring some other themes um, that revolve around like being at home and being isolated so uh, connecting with art during that time i think i'm going to do a piece all about time and how uh, people experience it right now and more wow love it wow yeah I'm super excited. Um, it's definitely all around the the life we have in our our house, and um, even the dating. It's just like our way of relating to other people is so odd right now because people really only exist to us as faces on screens. 
which yeah. I feel like in some weird way, we are slowly forgetting that that's not them. That's like a version of them. <laughs> like, you know, like I've been thinking about this a little bit. Like, you know, like all these people I see on Zoom all day, that's not actually them. Like, I don't, you know, it's like people are different. There's a different reality in person. Um, as one finds out if they go to the grocery store or something. Uh, yeah. So, so the the side note on that for me is when I go to the grocery. So, in in the work I do, work we you know that I do in, in my training is called I call it spatial relationship, and I think you, both of you guys have, have experienced it, right? Where you have where you're you feel the space between two people, and um, a lot of information is uh, exchanged in that. And then now when I go to the market, it's like everyone's doing spatial relationship exercises with me. They just don't know it. They call it social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just such a it's such an uh, an amazing experience. I get to walk down streets now and have people like you know like do that little six foot thing you know when you pass, mm -hmm. and it's just like wow, I love it, I love it, because <laughs> it's like how how sensitive can the other person? Because before they were completely insensitive. Mm. You know? Anyways, yeah, so. people are very conscious about people's space right now. I Some people yeah. are not though. Isn't that bizarre? Mm hmm. When yes. you encounter that, it's like, yeah, what? yeah, it's, uh, you know, you're right. I would say, uh, and everyone is myself included, probably a little bit edgy when people are like, what the, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Um, and, or like when I'm, I've been out for walks and people going for runs and they just like run right by me. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, no, there's a lot of weird behavior going around a lot, like spatially relating to other people around our sense of humanity of who someone who someone is right now i run i run in public but i never inhale yeah <laughs> do you run in a diving bell <laughs> yeah i'm gonna get one of those endless pools you know and just what is a diving bell um you've probably seen one in cartoons but they're from i guess the olden days before of scuba and so they're like a little it's like a metal helmet and it was like you would have a glass in the front and then i think there would be in the day there was a hose that went to the surface for air so they could have someone dive oh. under it was like the early days of uh, wow. water ocean exploration but sorry I, whoa my diving bell joke no one got that I, that's okay that's, all right. that's a really interesting reference like, how do you <laughs> even know that <laughs> I, I remember seeing like something like that. Whoa, hipster. Like, like 1910 or something. Yeah. yeah. Metal. I only do steampunk references in my, uh, my podcast humor. That's great. Uh, is there anything else you want to share with us about the Hannah episodes and your experience and what it was like to do? Um, you were really brave, I thought. Mm -hmm. Like in a good way. Like you're just like. I'm going for it. I'm telling this story. Yeah. I'm also, you did a lot of work on it, which yeah. was nice. You were very committed. As a follow up to that, um, in the same vein, though, is, is, are there any seminal moments that you're like, of like something crystallized? Like, I don't know, it's like sitting backstage at the Electric Lodge or waiting to go on at, at, at Olock or oh, I'll never forget the time when, you know, this lady came up and said, Oh my God, that happened to me too. <laughs> no one's ever said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> With this story. But um, 
but no, actually that's not true. I have had one, like one or two people say that they, uh, similarly, um, disliked their weddings after mm. these episodes came out, which was mm. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, um, the right before the first performance in, uh, that I did the shorter one in Venice, um, what is that place called again? The electric lodge the, at the electric lodge. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know that I've ever felt quite so much like I might have a full on panic attack as that <laughs> moment in my life. That was like really, 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 really the performance aspect of this was, was also like incredibly helpful to me. I tend to even listening to my reading of that first draft, all my readings really in the podcast, I was like, wow, I'm just, I don't know. I, I just tend to be very like monotone and dry and not want to perform anything, uh, not be like emotionally open. And uh, so it was a very feeling of being very exposed for me, very, very vulnerable, more so the performance aspect of it than even writing the story. And um, the day of that performance, I woke up and I remember like, I mean, I was obsessively working on it and writing it and like editing it and pr practicing the performance because one, I was terrified of the experience. And also my perfectionism was like really like going into high gear. And so essentially I had memorized it or like, I didn't really use that many notes when I, whenever I, when I told the story and people were like, wow, I can't believe you didn't really use notes. And I was like, that's because I obsessively went over it so many times because I thought I might die <laughs> doing this. And, um, mm -hmm. so, but it was, it was such a good experience because really I loved it. I loved being able to share that story with people and the performance, um, the like perform the performance coaching, the the last episode um, that we did, um, that was just so helpful to me. I never, I never learned anything about that before, and it was great to even hear how how much that. Um, how do I say this? how working on the performance enhanced and honored the story I was trying to tell because it was able to be more accurate, like how I felt it emotionally and how I experienced it. Um, and I think that is, that was such a, that that's so important. It was great. It's yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's something that uh, Academy Award winning uh, writers talk about when they get their acceptance speech a lot. Like it's a repetitious thing where they go, well, I never really knew my characters until so and so performed them or until they're performed. I mean, playwrights will say the same thing as well. So it's yeah, I feel like that that is a something that is something to really for all writers to really um, look at. Mm hmm. You know, because it does take it to another level of expression. There is more, in some weird way, it's more authentic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or it can be. And you open that door and, and there's more refinement, I feel like. I feel like there's more humanity. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. That's, that's amazing that you, that you had that experience. That you, you gifted yourself that experience. That's cool. Yeah, you guys gifted it to me too. <laughs> I'm very grateful. 
You got to say it with emotion. Yeah. Perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then the people coming coming to you after the performance, I remember, were were you know really in an altered state because of what you had shared too. So that must have felt, mm -hmm. yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's and it's interesting. It's funny also too when you really think about like how much work goes into something because it's easy to show up and hear someone do something, tell a story or give a performance, whatever. And just think, wow, how did they do that? You know? And I think, feel like some people were, you know, were just very like, you're so talented after that. And I'm like, well, thank you. That's very nice. But also like, so much work went into this. It wasn't, it was like, not even just me, you know? And so I think that's the cool thing about these episodes and people can listen to them because it really does show like how much work went into this, like the, the help and the coaching, the feedback from both of you, like it comes together to, and maybe it kind of seemed effortless, but really it was just like hours and hours and hours of, of work really to get there. Yeah. It's yeah, we talk. I mean, I think that was part of the emphasis for doing this is feeling like when people see really good work, they have no sense of how it got there. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to show people how that process goes. And you obviously can't do that unless you have someone like you who's really committed, who wants to take notes, who wants to work on every angle to a story, who wants to engage with it 100%. Um, but if you have those two combinations, like then you get really wonderful outcomes, you know, but just mm -hmm. being able to show people that, because I, I totally agree. I like the problem. Sometimes when people say that to you, your performance was great. And that, that show that, you, the, you know, the final show that you did was totally cohesive and was the story just worked. Um, and um, it's though that, you know, that you, it's something you can do again. Mm -hmm you know, is that you now have like a blueprint for how to develop your stories, to how to think about them differently. And also um, to create an understanding, at least around our listeners around like how you would even begin to do that. Yeah, totally. And it's nice to have the, the episodes as a reference to that, to, to look back. I mean, I'm probably going to listen to them many times as I'm working on other things, because I think it's such a great reminder yeah. of the process of development. Absolutely. What can I ask you guys? What what was the process like for you, and how has it been releasing it? And what are your thoughts on it? <laughs> I love it. I love it. The reversal came. I love this. Okay. How is it for you, Joshua? Go for it, Adam. Go for it. <laughs> like no one wants to touch this one. Oh yeah, no, I do. I do. Um, editing it was um took a long time uh, it required a lot of patience on my end and everyone else involved um, I think that uh, you know listening back to it like as I was editing I saw the progression which was really nice to see I mean for me the motivation was uh, you know wanting to work with you Hannah but also wanting to create something in the world that like could help other writers and other storytellers and show that and so i felt like it was working with that anytime we go through like you know this is a special series for us that we were doing on top of the weekly show so 
And also there was a video component because I decided at some point that we wanted to shoot the performances, that I wanted to shoot the performances, that I wanted to shoot interviews with you guys, with you. And I wanted to sort of like track what was going on. Um, so, you know, it's just, you know, it's like there was what happened on the tape and then there was the story around it that I was trying to tell, you know, visually. So that was just, you know, development and time and, um, that was helpful because even beyond the tape, when you see visually the performance is a different flavor, you know, mm. it's a different visual flavor than what's on the recording. So mm -hmm. um, it was good. I mean, I think anytime you go through these things, I at least leave feeling like I could do it again if I needed to. And I like that feeling, you know, mm. Joshua. I want to give a shout out to Adam because Adam put in an insane amount of work in not only the uh, editing of the of the episodes, but the, or I call them the Hannah Chronicles because I like, um, uh, but uh, but also of the video, the the short documentary style journey sojourn of you know this process. So um, I'm hoping that we put that in the show notes, the link below is for those because it's part one and part two, right? Yeah. Okay. So I just want to give a shout out to Adam. So that was huge. Um, as a way to, to hold it uh, as, a, as a live living memory. Um, you know, in, 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 uh, in certain kinds of work, they say, you know, 90% of your job is done in casting. And I feel like, you know, 90% of our job, Adam, thanks to you, was our casting. So thank you, Hannah. Um, I, I was just really blown away by, I, I'll never forget the, when you left after the second episode, I was just remember like, going, wow, we are so lucky to have you because the amount of work that you put in on that first round of notes was just delicious. It was just amazing. And then your work ethic was just so incredibly high that I felt like a certain amount of personal freedom that I could just throw a lot towards you and you would absorb that which you needed and you know shed what you don't and you'd be good. Wow. And so that was, that was really um, instrumental for me in terms of, uh, of my process and in, in, in this uh, engagement and um, um, I just felt like I felt like I felt like I felt like we were all on the same team and I, I you know there's a I call it resistance you know it's like there's a certain amount of resistance that's healthy within within you know collaborative experience like this and then there's certain amounts of resistance that I find to be like a drag mm. slowing it down for no reason mm -hmm. and i felt i felt like we had a huge amount of of, of uh, su mutual support for each other in doing this and, yeah and yeah and so that was just so helpful also in terms of um that there's always a little moment for me like when i when when you would leave i'd go oh adam we didn't go too far did we we didn't go too really far. <laughs> yeah adam tell me t tell me she still likes us tell me that's yeah. so funny yeah. Cause you, I mean, I think you always like, I don't know how Joshua feels about it. I feel like when I'm giving people notes on stories and they're very personal, mm -hmm. you're trying to get to the heart of what's going on, the relationships in the story, what the drivers are. And sometimes the writer doesn't always have that same level. They can't see it. They don't have the same degree of consciousness. So you're directing them in that direction and you kind of have to decide how hard you want to push because mm. you know and um you don't ever want like to i don't ever want to push someone and like 
a direction that's going to be too complicated or more than they can handle at any time. Um, but, uh, you know, with this project, I felt, I felt like we did enough to like open it up, you know? And, yeah. And, um, I was just going to say, like, for, I think a lot of people don't know how this came about, but um, Hannah and I met in Bob Carlson's um, class. Uh, Bob Carlson is the person who runs the independent uh, radio producer project at KCRW, the NPR affiliate here in LA. Um, but I just want to give a shout out because I know a lot of people who are, if you ever have an interest in collaboration or collaborative arts, um, there's, a, there's a sense of sensibility and when you recognize in another person that they're doing the kind of work that you want to mm -hmm. be involved with. Mm -hmm. And I think that class was almost three years ago and I could be wrong. I think um, so. Yeah. Um, but it came out of me hearing, um, me hearing Hannah do a story in that class about growing up evangelical in Oklahoma and just knowing immediately that, there was, was like a really original voice. The way she was writing and thinking about these, mm -hmm. these questions was completely original. And it's just like, when we talk about sensibility on the show sometimes and being tuned to the kind of art form that you resonate with, that's what happens in those moments, I think. And that's important something to think about collaboration. Like who do you, like being on the same page. Cause this is, come, this is gonna come up for all artists. If, unless they're just gonna sit in a room and not ever collaborate, but even writers who sit in a room, eventually they have to choose an editor and like, yeah, uh, you know, there's really no, and, um, there's, there's no way I just want to say, there's no way around that. And even if you're going to go into distribution, unless you're going to handle everything from soup to nuts and you're a gajillionaire, there's still, and even then you're going to get notes from people who buy your stuff. I mean, yeah, it's still a collaborative. It's still a relationship. Yeah, know? absolutely. So this is just a pitch to say like, you know, it came out of like, um, yeah, just to say that like this project began with um, just a sense of like, oh, this person, like this is the kind of work that I want to be involved with, right? And like, that's important. These are the types of people I want to be involved with collaboratively. And, and if you want to do collaboration, just going out with like a little bit of that lens, you know, into the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, just hearing you say that, I think that also impacted, um, well, one, my desire to work with you because I felt the same way. I re remember a story that you wrote for that class and really, really enjoying it. And um, and then I, I, I believe before we did this project, I met up with both of you. So I did like a brief I, uh, story thing, like development yes. feedback with you, Joshua. And so, I trusted you guys, which I think going back to what you're saying, where it's a very personal story. It's a very personal story. And so, yeah, I mean, I think maybe sometimes if you felt like, did we go too far or anything like that? It was because I was taking it all in and it was a lot emotionally sometimes for me to work on this story. Mm -hmm. um, but I trusted both of your sensibilities a lot. And so that was super helpful. I don't think I would have done that. It, it would be hard to do that if you didn't trust trust that in the people you're working with, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. That actually, I remember that you came in before Josh and I did a show in San Francisco 
where we worked with a bunch of people on stage and you came in and read a different story than the one you worked on with us. And we did a quick development session on that. Um, mm -hmm. which is like, if there's a more of that story, it's like try before you buy, you know, creative, <laughs> creative collaboration, like make sure you know who you're working with before you commit to doing like nine hours of, of like, of sitting down with them. Uh, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and not in like a mean way, just actually for everyone involved, you know, it's just like, cause you want it to be work well and be a good, a good experience for everyone involved, you know, ultimately. So yeah, yeah, it does require huge trust. You know, it's like, cause if someone is effectively asking you like go down this alley in, in, in your creativity and your mind and your psyche, you know, explore mm -hmm. this. And if you don't trust that person or feel like they're sort of aligned with your best interests in a safe way, it's just not, not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. There's the story, there's the artist, you know, it's a balance of those things, you know, all, all those sensibilities come into play. And I have to say, um, and I certainly don't attribute it, you know, to uh, notes on your notes here, but there's an inner strength and power in your presence since our last time together that's that's uh very present within you it's it's marked are you talking about to me I, i'm talking i'm talking to you i'm talking to you <laughs> i thought you were talking to me that's so uh, i know I, adam I, if i was talking to you i'd see like oh you're so nice. yeah he's like you're looking no, uh, no the last time i today. saw you adam was like like five days ago <laughs> so yeah I, I i see it and i feel it and, and and it shows up in a lot of different ways especially your voice though actually just just hearing really? your, yes like there's a solidity now in your voice that's that's just really um, grounded and powerful. Thank you. Maybe we should do another episode and see what it's like in six months. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> just kidding. The that was a. Go ahead, Hannah. <laughs> you can cut this if you want. I don't know. It's it's so odd. I was trying to think about what what how, what you know, just sort of meditating on this session before and thinking about what we would talk about and how much I wanted to say. I do want to say that I'm so grateful to have told the story when I did, because right after I told that story, especially because thinking that it's a year ago now, um, everything in my life changed dramatically and specifically with two, the two people that I talk about in the story. Um, Sam and I split up and then a month later, my mom got, a rare disease and almost died hmm. oh my god and so it was like the most intense time of my life it's been a like wild year and i only say that i only say that because of what you said to me joshua that's a really wonderful compliment because i do feel like i've changed dramatically since a year ago um and it's all for the best and my mom is doing better she's she's recovering so mm -hmm. um but it was a really wild experience to tell that story and then have these relationships change just dramatically. Wow. And yeah. Yeah. I can't help but wonder if it's connected a little bit. You know, I did, I did think, do so much thinking and, you know, work on that story. And they were so, those relationships were so in my mind and in my psyche that, I don't know, it's interesting. It is interesting, and it's interesting timing, you know, timing is always interesting as well. And my curiosity goes to, like, 
Mm, the discovery process that you went through as an artist, how that translated into your discovery process, your however you want to say this, your development with your with your real relationships in, in real time as that those challenges came up. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, like that would be just like fascinating. Yeah, I, I mean, um, I think that um, the process was, you know, in therapeutic in a lot of ways, writing that story. It was processing a specific time in the past in my life. And in, in some ways it felt like closing a chapter um, and talking about how things were because my, even like, I'm happy to say my relationship with my mother is, is changed a lot and is much better, but you know, I'm glad that I wrote about that time because that was also very true and real, you know, mm -hmm. all like the experiences that I had, I don't know. Yeah. I guess I'm not sure if I really totally answered that, but there's a, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's an element of purging and through that purging process, you know, something, you know, something's cleared and then I I'm open from other experiences to be co-created with those people or other people. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's, it's fascinating. It's, it's, it's endlessly fascinating. And like, which comes first, you know what I mean? Because you shift and change through that process of that mm, deliberate mm, excavation of that. Mm -hmm. it, you know what it also opens up for me, which is something I, I wrestle with all the time is this thing of memory of like what really happened and how I remember it mm -hmm. or how I choose to remember it. And then through what I choose to remember, how that alters the actual experience. Mm -hmm. And so is yeah. there really such thing as a memoir? I mean, I mean, there is, but I mean, but is there really, it's, I mean, as people think of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and also because like your perspective oftentimes is changing, right. With the new experiences. So the story I would tell about that now is so different than the story <laughs> I told truly. That's interesting. Hannah. Because you yeah. feel you, you, because the relationships have obviously changed so much, you you see it from a different vantage point about what what even like your memory even of your wedding is is different now than it was a year ago. Do you feel like the way the lens you see through? Hannah, <laughs> 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 that inhale was the best. You're like, well, not about the net, the the wedding, but everything else. Yes. <laughs> I tell you. I no, I still feel this. I I still <laughs> think that things I said were true. It's just that I have a broader understanding now of some of the things that were going on that I was struggling with. My understanding of my struggles is um, is different now. Yeah. Perspective. I mean, your perspective ha ha because you take on you take on the other person's point of view to such a high degree when you do that writing work, right? Mm -hmm. So then the perspective has to alter and change. And when my perspective alters and changes, then everything changes. Yeah. In, 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 in the larger sense, not in that one-to-one personal, I want it back. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and then, and then that's the difference. See, and this is where art comes in, which is like, um, if you were to write that same story when you went like a year after your wedding, it, it wouldn't be the same as you writing it today or, mm -hmm. or a year ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and that's what makes art art as opposed to like a documentary. Yeah. Totally. And I'm so glad that I, again, I'm so glad I wrote the story when I did, because it feels like this um, time capsule of how I felt at that time. And that's important and like valuable to me. And I think it's still a good story. 
Um, and it's not a story I can tell anymore, honestly. So I'm glad I did when I did. Yeah, sometimes it's important to actually tell those stories so that we can make sense of them ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, allows us in some way to move past them, to let go of them, you know, and then move on to whatever the next story you need to tell the next, the next, even if that story is the creation of your life, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, what so, do you want to- so my mind is blown and I got to chill up my spine, which is always a good indicator. I think we said that a couple of times when we were working together on your story, where I got to chill up my spine. When you just said that, I got to chill up my spine. Wow. Which, which is, which is, I, I, I can't tell that story anymore. And I'm like, whoa. And, and I don't know if, no, I don't know if can't is it, but you know what I mean? Like it doesn't resonate anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's huge growth. Yeah. Yeah. As a, as a, as a human and as an artist. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hannah, thank you so much for coming in, talking to us a year later. Endlessly brave, Hannah Smith. Um, thank you guys so much for having me back. It's nice to talk to you yet again. And yeah, I can't believe it. I mean, it's been, it has been a year, so it's been too long. It's nice to yeah. hear from you, just to see you and to be able to revisit this project a little bit, which was just wonderful and very significant to me. So thank you. Cool. Thank, thank you so thank much. You. And thank you. Um, if people want to find you at home, where can they find it? They can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever they listen to podcasts. Cool. You at home, all spelled out like Y-O-U at home. Cool. Hannah, thanks so much. Good luck super, with everything. Yeah, super special time. So glad we did this one year later. Yeah. Oh, and, and we, we can we can have you back again when you have a podcast that's that, you know, and your episodes are exploding and, you know, all that. And we'll have you on as the, the writer of the podcast, too. So. Yeah, I look forward to that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool.